Shafee. Shafee, are you there? I woke up this morning um, to the smell of smoke, and uh, I was confused. I was uh, I was discombobulated, and I, I woke up in the dark. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning, <clears throat> and I turned on the light, and there was uh, the ghost of Serge Gainsbourg just sitting there smoking. <laughs> has fallen once again over the hill country surrounding Austin, Texas. The full moon, well, the, the penultimate moon, the one night before the full moon, the snow moon, has risen over this land. It is a wonderful, crisp February night. No snow, no snow here on this is the, uh, it's right about the one year anniversary of last year's uh, ice apocalypse. But uh, what's really exciting is right now, as I give the introduction, there is a guy in a truck driving along the commuter rail. And uh, he's early tonight, it's 8.37 p.m. here on One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. This being episode 128, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, there's the guy who, uh, who Matthew is going to point out a little later. You guys can't hear this guy as well as we can. Uh, so maybe it's weird that I raised raise my voice just now, or maybe not. I don't know. But it's so so loud here. But it, yeah, it's you're you're right, Matthew. It doesn't uh, it doesn't it show doesn't up. up. Yeah. But he's not allowed to talk yet until we say he is <laughs> a Montserrat mistaker and a Martinique mistaker. He's not a bad guy. In fact, he's experiencing a bunch of goodness lately. Uh, and he's uh, and he's got mandibles like the Predator. He's the pride of Tarzana, California. I'm doing them all because I can't remember the new one. He's Matthew Rampy. <laughs> I even wrote it down. If I was your podcast, all the things I'd say to you, I'd make you download the shit and listen when you don't want to. If I was your podcast, the things I'd say to you, but I'm not, so I can't and I won't. But if I was your cast, it, it's Matthew, Mr. Rampy, if you're nasty. <laughs> I didn't say Roy, did I? No, okay. <laughs> no, there wasn't a uh, Roy reference. There was a Janet Jackson reference. <laughs> um, God, I love Janet. There, Miss Jackson, there's a if you're new, nasty. There's a new Janet documentary. Oh, how exciting! That I I thought I had even put a um, <clears throat> I thought I had stuck a link into the show sheet about it. She's a consummate. Um, I remember her just being one of the. Contemporary, contemporary musician and performer, you know, who struck me just as being the a consummate for her. You know, the songs were great, the singing was great, the dancing was great, everything. You know, she I feel like she paved the way for the Beyonces and uh, of the world. Oh, for sure. I you mean, know, yeah. I mean, Janet made it just made it possible for so many stars to come her after her. Choreography and stuff was just. Cutting edge, you know, it was, it was just the best. She's the best. Um, yeah, there's a new four-hour film on Lifetime and A&E, which is why I haven't seen it. I don't have Lifetime and A&E. Um, I'm really excited to watch this. She's, I yeah. Mean, what an, and they kind of 
they kind of touch on this, you know, and hiding in plain sight is what the article is called. Yeah, there's. I'm just realizing there's so much that I don't know about Janet Jackson. I think there's a lot of real talk here, and I think that she... Um, there's so much stuff, you know... She had a child with someone. I can't remember who it was. Uh, and then I'll, I think that there's some other talk in here about how she was uh, unfairly uh, vilified for the Super Bowl incident. Oh, and, yeah, that was that whole thing and, was so and, um, ridiculous. I don't know. I, I love Janet. Th- that song, If, is not one of my favorite songs, but... Sometimes you hear a chorus and you just know that the word podcast shoved in it a couple times is just going to be perfect. <laughs> uh, that's the way love goes. I love what else? Oh, uh, man. What are some other hits? My, my favorite, my, my favorite uh, uh, is the, is the, um, is the Joni Mitchell. Oh yeah. Um, track got till it's gone featuring Q-tip. Yes, that is. A I mean, great this song. is like you know later on in her career, yeah. but but I I absolutely adore this song, this video, the Q-tip lyrics from it. I, I love sampling Joni Mitchell. We yeah. we should sample Joni Mitchell on the podcast more often. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I wanted to wanted to open up with a little with a little Janet. I can't wait to watch that. I've never seen that video. Oh, you've never seen this video before? I can't wait to watch this this video. This video was playing on MTV at a time when I was watching a ton of MTV and um, I, I just, I love it. I love the whole, the whole vibe of, I, I don't even know what album this is on. This, this song came out in like 1999 or 1998, I believe. I uh, it was later in her career. I actually the, the video is a masterpiece too. I actually a masterpiece. What do I know? I host a podcast. It's a great looking video. I can't wait to watch the whole thing. Yes. Uh, I actually put the TV on MTV last night. You know, since the Olympics is on, I've been fucking around in the uh, in the YouTube TV space a lot. Which you know, YouTube TV is basically just like cable. Um, but streaming. And uh, so I have, you know, like a hundred cable channels. And in, in, but mostly I get it because there's a lot of like really weird sports channels on there. Okay. Uh, so that's fun. And there's like an infinite, you know, infinite uh, scroll reco- recording, like, you oh, know, yeah. a DVR sort of thing. Okay. Uh, so you can just set it up to like record every football game and it'll do it, you know, if you wanted to. Um, but so I've been messing around with the, cause of the Olympics, uh, you know, you go in between MSNBC, USA and NBC, uh-huh. uh, trying to find, you know, mostly trying to find curling, but, uh, whatever else right. you're into. Aerials. Uh, I like the skiing aerials. And I was, I was scrolling along. I found one. There's, I have a channel that I didn't even know I had called MTV classic. That's just MTV videos. Okay. You know? <laughs> like, uh, wow. What you wanted from, you know. Yeah. What it set the out MTV to be. of your youth. Right. Uh, and so I saw, I watched a, uh, it would, the, the section was MTV rocks. Uh, it was an hour of rock and roll videos. So uh, I, uh, I watched the second half of falling to pieces by faith. No more. Oh, great. Really weird video. Uh, great song. 
Uh, and then the next song was a Papa Roach song, so I just kept kept oh, moving up to that. Roach, I, yeah. I don't need any more Papa Roach. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Believe it or not. <laughs> that is funny. You know what I was enjoying recently was the the our podcast um, episode one twenty seven, our little chat with Mike our new our our Chris Hayes. I like the way you have him described. <laughs> Serge Gainsbourg correspondent. Our Serge Gainsbourg correspondent. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We we did have we had some stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor for the first time. One of the one of the few times <laughs> in the history of this podcast, we cut some stuff out in it. But then you referenced the cutout <laughs> stuff in the title of the podcast. Yeah, I wanted to be a little cheeky about and, it. And um, that'll, you know, I I feel like it's finally something that would like that where like hardcore listeners will like what maybe that what may, Mike can was, that be, can the cutout bit become an NFT? What Mike was doing, listeners, is something that he and I like to do a lot, and that was entirely make up a totally bullshit thing. Um, oh, like the podcast, which you know, you think that that would fit in well here, but uh, it was about he was just talking about how the ghost of Serge Gainsbourg lives in his basement, which is the, it's the sort of thing that'd be really fun if it were Mike and I rapping to each other. But uh, we've learned over the years that you really you can't do that to other people, or they just kind of get mad at you. I was a little out of the loop. <laughs> first thing I, I had, they're, to, yeah, because they're excluded exactly. The first thing I had to subsequently look up Serge Gainsbourg <laughs> because I'm not that hip. So shocker. Uh, Spoiler alert! Um, he's still alive, right? I don't think so. I think that's the double. I thought that was the double funny, like his ghost. Was uh, is he still alive? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I thought he was. He, he, no, he he passed in '91. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay, okay, but I wasn't familiar with this guy. I don't know a lot about French culture. Uh, I, think. I love, love, love his music. His, uh, yeah, he's the king of French pop, basically. Sexy, I just, I just put up stuff. a picture of Bridget Bardot mm. from the Serge Gainsbourg wiki page. Um, my, when well, you remember you were, you were borrowing my computer uh, for a while, that had a backdrop of, or maybe it's only when you log in as me. I don't know. Yeah, of Serge and. Uh, Jane Birkin. Oh, okay. Sexy, sexy stuff. Well, we, we, I feel like we should, we're not prepared for it today, but we should have a Serge Gainsbourg episode. Mm-hmm. Get our Serge Gainsbourg examine about it. Yeah. Anyway, I, I've, I've met Mike a few times and I realized that <clears throat> every occasion where Mike and I have been in the same room, one or both of us, are fully <laughs> wasted. Yeah. I I might have been shit housed or trashed. I'm pretty sure Mike was was wasted or three sheets mm-hmm. at the least. So that's because he was working. <clears throat> Mike also has something, and this is true of me too. He can be very defensive as, of his friendship with me, and okay. uh, like he ends up kind of on the defense sometimes. And it doesn't necessarily facilitate. Yeah, I always found him like <laughs> unnecessarily aggressive towards me. You're not alone. And I sort of didn't understand. Manish showed me a birthday present that he got from Mike many, many years ago, which is a book. It was it's a book by Timothy Leary called like The Art of Dying. 
for landing scene graffiti. Yeah, and it's yeah. completely. It, it's exactly like the inside of a porter potty at uh, at a porter john at, at at the construction site. There, there were you know phalluses and and things being done with phalluses and and it went it was about the first 30 pages and then i was like oh he well, he was done and then it, and then as i flipped further into the book that he had gotten well into the book and that there was and then there was an inscription in the front which i i don't have it here i'm not I won't do it any justice but it's probably for the best because i'm sure it's completely obscene <laughs> it was um i mean just just you know he he's a he's a total legend that yeah. Mike Sammons. But what I what I was trying to say was I got a a better vibe from yeah, Mike than he, I ever had before. He took a breath and started talking to you like a normal and person. And we're both like um <laughs> you know, we're both uh well, alcoholics. No, no wait, no wait. <laughs> we're both good friends of yours. And we just we just had never been in a scenario where either of us were being calm or chill or anything. So, thanks, Mike. Yeah, it was a pleasure pleasure chatting. I mean, it was a really good our episode. Chris Hayes, if I may say so. I thought it was a particularly good episode. Yeah, and I did, and and as you alluded to in the opening, I I do want to say it's just hard to hear that truck in the recording. Maybe maybe <laughs> I should maybe I should record. And again, when we say truck, this is a a pick 'em up truck that has wheels on it so that it stays on the track. On the commuter track, yeah. I don't know how I don't know how you describe it's a, that. It's a truck really. with train wheels. It's a truck with train wheels and regular wheels, which is weird. But um, it and boy, we've really. I think this is a testament to how faithful we're being to our recording day and time. Yeah. We're really hitting a good rhythm with that. <laughs> that that guy drives by right at the start uh, every time. Now it's great. We're, we'll probably get to a point where we can't really do the show without him driving by. And, and, and we're in big time trouble. Episode one twenty eight. Who would have thought that would ever happen? I was trying to remember. We must have recorded an app after Super Bowl podcast a year ago. Um, but I don't remember talking about the weekend. Who was in the Super Bowl last year? The uh, Tampa the Bay Buccaneers and, and the Chiefs. The Chiefs. I don't remember that getting into the podcast. Yeah, I, I don't really think it was the best game necessarily, even though it was a close game. There was, I think there was zero scoring in the second half. So that's... Well, that's- that's just not fun. You know what? It was a good game. Was uh, the Rams versus the Bengals? I enjoyed that one quite a Super bit. Super Bowl, whichever one it just was. So happy. You know, there's been a lot of talk about people stacking the Rams, but you know, as far stacking as, the Rams, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. I'm, that's the goal. Yeah. Get all the best players. <laughs> and I'm so excited that it happened for Matthew Stafford because this is a guy who played. Entire first decade of his career for the Detroit Lions, languishing like, in basically Detroit. just, but having a brilliant Hall of Fame career, and you know having even some really good wide receivers to throw to, but never just having a good enough team to even like who was uh, even make Megatron? the playoffs. Yeah, Calvin Johnson. Calvin, yeah, man, he was Calvin Johnson. Awesome. Super cool dude. Yeah. Also, a really cool dude off the field. You know, 
uh, you hear a lot about these football players getting, you know, kind of kind of BS degrees. His degree was in civil engineering. Yeah. And, like, in addition to, like, I don't know if he won a championship or not with Georgia. I think it was, he was Georgia. Uh, anyway, in addition to playing very well in college and getting, you know, to a professional career, he also got a degree in civil engineering and, like, part, part of his, you know, senior dissertation project for that degree was to build some kind of low-cost water purifying system that could be deployed in Africa. Yeah. So, like, amazing stuff in addition to uh, being uh, being a great wide receiver and having a cool name. Cal, both, I, both, I think, his real name, Calvin Johnson, is cool because that's also the... Calvin Johnson is also the name of the front man for Beat Happening, one of my favorite bands. Oh, okay. <laughs> but also Megatron is a cool, cool yeah. nickname. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, what about that halftime show? Loved it. Uh, super cool. And, you know, I think there's a lot of kind of like, uh, you know, silly talk about. Do you love all the culture silly wars talk? or whatever? <laughs> I don't know. There's some, a lot of that going on, but I, what I thought was just super cool was those guys, Dre, Snoop, uh, Mary J. Blige and the rest of the gang coming out and being, you know, they had that awesome map of LA set up yeah. and then they had that cool, like apartment complex set up on top of that. So it was like a party and it was the way that worked, you know, cause the stadium, the Ram stadium is in Inglewood, you know, it's, it's yeah, in their, it's in their neighborhood, you know? Yeah. So it was really felt like a, Hey guys, welcome to our neighborhood. Welcome to our neighborhood, rich white people. We're going to show you how we party here. We're glad to have you, you know, you can hang out for a while and, and this is how we do it. That's how I interpreted it. Um, which you, know, you can bring whatever you want to the, to the thing. And of course they got paid or whatever, and that's fine too. Uh, but I, that's how, that's how it struck me while I was watching. In addition to it being fun to hearing, you know, hear all those songs from all the songs from way back when, but then, you know, the Kendrick Lamar stuff, Anderson Pac being on the drums was super fly. Yeah. Uh and uh and 50 Cent was a surprise to me. I didn't know he was going to be there. 50 was a surprise so to he, me as well. And he fact, dropped saw, from the ceiling. I saw him upside down and I said, "Is that exhibit?" <laughs> and it was 50. Yeah. Uh Yeah, and Fiddy, then Fiddy not Kendrick, looking so great. Kendrick like, "Oh, you know, that might have been cuz he was waiting to go on upside down." Maybe so. Maybe so. You know, I think feel the fact that he could do that Means that he is doing great. Yeah, he's you know, he's like I couldn't do that. I couldn't hang upside down for an indefinite period of time, and then I just I look at Snoop, and then dance and rap. I look at Snoop know? and Dre, and they seem ageless. Yeah, the way, both of those guys, and that's you know that's that's how they are. Yeah. Um, uh, listen, I thought it was fantastic. So, I, I mean, I I am West is the best. Till I die. So, See, I'm not. Some I'm, of my favorite albums. I'm are an intellectual East the Coast. The Chronic, Snoop Dogg's. Snoop I just Dogg's said that out album. loud. <laughs> what did you say? I said I'm an intellectual East Coast hip hop uh, guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't believe I told nerd. that one. <laughs> Shout yeah, out no, to I, the Digable no, Planets the East, and Q-Tip. In the and... East West debate, I was I was all about the West, man, and and uh, I was like, where's that? Uh, Tupac hologram when you need it, huh? But hey, you know, for all of my East Coast snobbery, I was throwing up the W uh, for every, everybody California. Loves, every, knows every, how to party. Everybody loves 
that you remember that video the, the like it was the mad max beyond thunderdome oh, yeah. video oh, yeah. that i must that's have seen that stuff. video eight thousand times <laughs> anyway that's what i took from that was my immediate response to the uh i'm not a huge to that halftime show fan. super cool really yeah you I, must be the I, only one I in the know, world i am like, and like i've Pretty on sure many, my mom and is on many devoted. occasions I sit down, I listen to Kendrick Lamar, and I just—he's not my favorite. I feel like I don't like the sound of his voice. I, I mean, I don't—I'm not hating on him at all. Yeah, I'm not. And anybody who says they love him, that's great. Respect. And he's very I respect smart what he does. Message. I just don't like—I just don't like his tracks. I don't like the sound of his voice. I, I, I know, know what you mean. Man. I wouldn't put just purely flow. I wouldn't put him. You know, maybe even in my top ten, but. Uh, in terms of interpreting his message and the things he has to say, I think he says them very well. Yeah, okay. And he gets a lot into just one rap song or, you know, a rap album. Yeah. He packs a lot in there. And I think that all that's very cool. But yeah, purely musically, I think I kind of understand where you're coming from. I, I don't know. I, I, I've tried on many occasions to be like, okay, this, this time I'm going to listen to Kendrick and it's going to touch me. And it's like not. Now, Anderson Pock. Touch me to my core. Have you listened to Silk Sonic? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. man, that stuff is awesome. Silk Sonic is the like I think it's the best thing to happen yeah, to I mean, I really, music in general. I really in a enjoy. Long time. I really enjoy Bruno Mars. I you know Bruno Mars does this thing where he just he resurrects these sounds, or or he uh, <laughs> he he takes the past and he makes it new. <clears throat> and he's he's really barely reinterpreting it. He's just doing it so well that you just can't fade it. Like that song, Uptown Funk, that is a James Brown song. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I know that he and Mark Ronson wrote some new lyrics to it, but but, but they're doing James Brown, but he's he but he's so good uh, that, you know, I, I, I dig it. And then it, to me, it shows another side of Anderson Pock. Matthew, move that YouTube link I love up that smoking out the to the, uh, the track. underneath the halftime show because that's I just realized that's Super Bowl related too. Uh, did any commercials stand out to you in the Super Bowl? Um, let me think. What I, I was enjoying a, a lot of the commercials. I feel like there were a lot of particularly good. I, ones I thought this there year. was. I thought there was a lot of really good commercials. I noticed, like, just um, some... I had like fifty things kind of going on in the house. So Is that right? I, I, I. I my plan was to YouTube uh, to the Super Bowl commercials and watch them again. I really I liked the Toyota commercial with the keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, yeah. And Joe Jonas, <laughs> and that was funny. Um, so many celebrities. You know what? And is that, celebrities used well. It, it it is. I mean, I I thought everybody was. I like I like the a celebrity out there. I like, like the Hellman's commercial where uh, where Pete Davidson gets decked. And he and Dave Davis goes, I understand. I'm hittable or whatever. <laughs> that was that one. There were about ten of us at the bar closely watching the game, and there were just a lot of laugh out louds. Uh, did you catch the one? They were uh, this one ends up with ends up with this YouTube here. Uh, they uh, they were talking about it on TBTL, so I wanted to kind of cross it over here. Uh, the Irish Spring. Commercial? Did you remember this? Oh yeah, it was so funny. It was like <laughs> yeah, they did like yeah. the Midsummer yeah. Wicker Man cult thing going on. <laughs> oh right, right. But 
I haven't seen Midsommar, but I read the plot on uh, Wikipedia, (laughs) and that's terrifying. (laughs) So, so first of all, that's brilliant. But then on TBTL today, Luke and Andrew were talking about how, I think it was actually Camaro Kev who brought it up, was like that uh, seeing the Irish Spring guy cut the cut the soap with a knife, like that's a th- trope that's been going on since our childhood, right? Right. That's a yeah, they cut into the soap. Using and oh. and Camaro Kev was like, oh, you know, that just looks like so much fun. And I kind of know this from the other research I've been doing. There is a whole ASMR subculture that is just people cutting soap. Okay, so play well, this. this play this. This down. certainly gets into. This is a little like Midsommar in that it's a terrifying subculture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, uh, I hit these guys up about this. Oh, that's so sad. I'll, guys, I'll put this on the Facebook. So it's just a lovely woman's hand. Cutting into oh, different types it. of soap with and it is so are they appealing. different blades or is it always that type of I don't know box cutters is uh is this appealing to you at all Yeah, I find it yeah extremely appealing. You know, my daughter has kind of like shown me some ASMR stuff and she's like, oh, it's just so satisfying. Which I, this says the best satisfying. That's like the name of the YouTube uh, channel. Um. Mm. This Cutting it's soap, it's so tactile, yeah, right. Yeah, and you can imagine this is the a this is so a little easily. different than a lot of ASMR, right? Because a lot of it's more auditory. Well, yeah, it just depends. This, this is yeah. a little more visually. It's visual. It's tactile. Appealing. And uh, but you know, like it's particularly that first one they showed me. Oh, the, that great the first sound. one was fantastic. It made a great sound. Maybe if we'll shut up, there might be other sounds. That's a very there's that's a very quiet soap she's cutting there. Oh, here okay, we so, go. So what is that kind of soap? Oh, it's just a normal <laughs> it like bar it soap. like breaks into little cubes. Yeah, what's happening here? Uh, One magical nation is they've scored the top. Of, oh, they scored. They scored the top of the of the soap. So there's uh, a bunch of tiny. Uh, lines made both uh, horizontally and vertically to where then they scrape it across and just these oh wow that's a great one that soap has some kind of um, cover on it like outer layer this is even paying up even more than I thought it would well I think what's going to happen now is that we're going to create a Joni Loves Chachi spinoff <laughs> podcast. And then when people say, what's your podcast about? We can say, oh, it's about cutting soap ASMR videos. <laughs> we just sit around and watch soap cutting videos and geek out on it. And, and you know what? People are gonna go. Oh, that sounds so interesting. Yeah, it like makes our listeners in our current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like we, we <laughs> this could that could be huge, but we're not gonna do that because we're bad businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I absolutely can't. I'm sorry, guys. I just can't get enough of this. Describe it. More. Give me some more description. This one's a lovely, uh, 
lovely pink color, but it's got a nice green color on the outside. And it's just like the way the different ones, some of them flake and that's cool. And then some of them kind of, you know, uh, cube up. The way that they come off differently is awesome. Some of them, like, she just does the outside. Some of them, she kind of takes it all the way through. It's great when it gets down thin, and then she goes vertically on it. Dude, this spinoff <laughs> podcast is going to be huge. Just <laughs> I, me listening to you describe this is spine tingling. Is that ASMR? And then, uh, you know, every other day I'm looking up ASMR on the interwebs. You know? I... I really like this, like, let's say, finally makes me really understand ASMR. Let's say what that is, first thing. And again, I'm going to have to look it up, because I know audio, auto, sensory, memory, autonomous sensory meridian response. Mm. Sometimes autosensory meridian response is a tingling sensation that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back the neck and upper spine. Is it is this a good thing for our kids to be doing? I think it's fine. Probably yeah. better than, you know, drugs. Better than drugs. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Join us on our new podcast, Better Than Drugs. I mean, isn't that what you know you're looking for? Is that tingly sensation in your brain and body? I want a new drug. One I can watch on YouTube. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, uh, this is okay. So now she's got this clear piece of soap, and she's got a like a cheese grater. So she a, does change. Yeah, she got the a implement, uh, and this is awesome because it's coming off in a curl, and that's very satisfying too. I'm coming. I'm coming off in a curl right after this episode. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> uh, we've seen that one. We've seen that one. No, that one's good. It's got. I'm kind of skipping ahead, folks, to different. To, oh yeah, we don't have to. We don't have to finish it. Well, actually, there's an ad coming. There's on an ad coming up. up so uh, I'll put I'll put it up. I'll put that one and maybe a few others up on the Facebook so you can uh, you can get it out. Get your ASMR on. I see one magical hour fading away fast, and better than drugs podcast really <laughs> taking over that first thing. What's better than soap? We, we both only have time for one podcast a week. I mean, creating <laughs> one podcast a week, but we'll have, there's some hard choices coming up. It's better than cutting soap, folks. Well, what else were we talking about? Uh, I've been, I mentioned it before, I mentioned it last week, too. I've been hitting the, hitting the curling pretty hard. And, <laughs> uh, it's becoming very exciting. I think you've been watching a lot of curling? I think we can say for sure the men are going to the next round. The USA now. men? Yeah. And I think the USA. USA. The women just had a heartbreaking loss today, a real close one. They were to who? To the Swiss. Well, what are you going to do? Which, uh, yeah. yeah, the Swiss are definitely Pre the, precision. They're a good dark That's horse. What they're team. known about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, known about. I was wondering. Known for. Do you know. There's a little, it's the stone, the rock, as they call it, you know, that those only come from, so I thought it was only one place, but they actually come from two places. Okay. That granite, that's very particular okay. granite. Uh, or, a, uh, my there's, kidneys? There's a quarry, <laughs> there's a quarry on the on an island off the Scottish coast called Elsa Craig, where that granite can be mined. Okay. And then there's another quarry in Wales, 
one quarry where it, where it can be mined. So just the two places. Wow. They actually could conceivably run out of the right kind of granite. Talk about cornering the market. Uh, Way to go, Welsh. So <laughs> Another big uh, win on the international stage <laughs> for the Welsh. For the Welsh. Uh, <laughs> super cool, though. Super weird. Uh, uh, so that's an interesting thing. But I noticed this year, I, I've been... I've been a pretty big curling fan since that the first year that it went it it uh, became officially an Olympic sport. That was the Nagano Olympics, um, which I believe were two thousand two or two thousand four. Okay, but uh, I did not know that. This year, they have these little blinky lights on top of the rocks. Oh, and I was I, I was wondering, so I looked this up. I was like, what are those blinky little lights? And they were something called the the foul the foul line if you're throwing a curling stone the foul line on the on the edge where you have to you can't hold the stone after the line is called the hog h o g line. Ah, oh. and so that uh, that 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 blinky equipment is part of a is from a company called Eye on the Hog, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, and it's and it's a it's a it's a a digital way of telling when exactly the stone was released and seeing if there's a foul, a hog line foul or not. Because uh, before it's just basically been, you know, so the stone has to be released before rules. the hog. Yeah. I you see. have to, stone has to part ways with your hand at the hog line. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's wait at or before. I, th- I mean, it can, but can before uh, I see. But just can't be after. Right. All right. Can't be touching the, the the rock after the hog line. So this was uh, this was a digital way of of accessing that. And uh, I guess I noticed today when I was watching a little or very early this morning, catching up, uh, that they weren't blinking anymore. And I got online and looked, and yeah, the it wasn't working right. So they just turned them off and it's back to, it's back to the honor system. Now. Oh, good. <laughs> back to the honor the way system. The when you try to, when you try to, when you try to tack up something that's as <laughs> essential as a, a game from the 1600s where you slide giant pieces of granite back and forth. Is that how old it is? 1600s? But does it, does it have a, even older precursor or anything. Uh, I don't it know. Might... It seems it seems like such a yeah uh, elemental thing. Yeah, it seems like a caveman thing to uh, do, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe it was only formalized in the 1600s. Would you like some other curling facts while we're uh, while we're on the tip? Yeah. yeah. Uh, originated in Scotland. It dates as far back as 1511. Early games were played on frozen ponds and locks, primitive curling stones made from different types of materials and rocks from regions of Stirling and Perth. Ah. Grand Caledonian Curling Club, which is an awesome name. The Grand Caledonian Curling Club, established in 1838, first modern curling club in Scotland. Do the Scots invent all the coolest I games? Yes, they do. Because there's they, golf, right? That's yeah. a Scottish invention. Caber tossing. Caber tossing, yeah, yeah. Um, haggis eating. Yeah. Well, I think the like. <laughs> oh, wasn't, not, I think the original rugby was uh, like running around with a piece of haggis and ah. 
trying to, or, you know, yeah, an inflated stomach. And, okay. Like trying to beat up whoever was holding it or, you know, however, yeah. however rugby works. Never yeah. quite sure. Uh, all stones made from rare granite. Yeah. The Scottish island of Elsa Craig and the Trefor, T-R-E-F-O-R, granite quarry in Wales. Uh, yeah, they, it could conceivably in the future run out. Well, that's terrifying. It made its Olympic debut 74 years before it became a sport. Uh, in Chamonix, France in 1924, they had it as a uh, <clears throat> de- debuted. Well, as like a... Uh... No, it was officially it was officially a sport for that one time. Uh, and then not again until 19, oh. 1992. So they had it one year? Yep. Oh, okay, mm. but then they but then they had it as a demonstration mm. sport between 1932 and 1992. Okay. So they were still That's playing it. Yeah. Uh, but there was no medals. Yeah. I, I'd like to participate. Curling has its own language. The object of the game is to mm-hmm. score the most points as you deliver the stones in a clockwise or clockwise direction down a 150-foot-long uh, by 15-foot-wide stretch of railways. That's called the sheet. Uh, so you deliver the stones along the sheet to the button, which is the center of that target, which is the 12-foot house. Well, doesn't every sport have its own language? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Time period's called ends. Uh, stones from the hack, the the block that we that you put your feet on when you're starting is called the hack. Uh, you got to release it before you reach the hog line. Uh, and then, of course, sweepers take out. <laughs> Curling is nicknamed the roaring game. Curling earned the nickname The Roaring Game because of the rumbling sound a curling stone makes when it's delivered and how it glides through the rough ice. Cool. Is there any danger of us joining a curling team? There is an Austin Curling League. Yes, I think we need to get together a front page curling team. It seems like Superfan Adam might be into that. Yeah. Um... I think we need to. I think we need to make that happen. Yeah, uh, regular. My, my, the only thing holding me back is that I'm trying to get good at that at that other Scottish sport, golf. It's taken a lot of my yeah recreational time. So a question. Yeah, how much time do we really have for? If I had a little more stuff, if I had just like a little more time on my schedule, I, I think I feel like I could make time for curling. I have to say, we did just commit ourselves to this little league. Hmm. Both the baseball and the softball. And I oh, am tough. going to be wearing a path between here and the com- the baseball <laughs> complex. Luckily, it is not far. But, oh, that's good. But still. Um, and that's going to be so worth it, though. I you think know? it's going to be good. Honestly, I've been, I, I, honestly, I've been looking for a way to volunteer my time that isn't podcast related. And this, this is a good, like. You know the parents who are, who are willing to step up and do all the coaching and stuff. Like it is, it is like community service. You know, you're like really, you're really helping out. I think maybe not. Maybe I'm fooling myself. Uh, we got a few more items on the show sheet. Yeah. 
Uh, Matthew, have you ever been to an Allsup's? Is there a theme song for this? Because if there is, I'm going to forget to edit it in. I don't know if you've noticed that recently. Matthew, have you uh, ever been there? Shafee, you know that I have been to an Allsup's. You definitely. I am from West Texas. For those listeners who don't know, Allsup's is an awesome, eh, and I use that kind of tongue in cheek, convenience store chain across the west and southwest you see them in new mexico too right yeah um when i think of all sips i think of one thing you know what i'm gonna say chimichanga yeah yeah they have a great selection of like fried goods and they're they used to be nice in our youth now they're pretty grimy right yeah okay yeah everything's pretty grimy and maybe they were grimy in our youth. Wait, just, everything in the we in the West and Southwest is pretty grimy. Is that what oh, you're I, saying? I, yeah, I guess just <laughs> everything that's not Bucky's. Right. Sure. Um, okay, so uh, you've you, you've drawn my attention to a, a link here. I'll put this link up for you guys. Oh, to, there's a map of the also. Yeah. So this is a guy who's actually he's friends with both my parents, but he's a petroleum geologist. And uh, he writes these really fun blog posts under the, it's called, the, what is it called? Oily, oily Stuff Blog? Oily Stuff Blog. About being a roughneck in West Texas, basically. Ah. Being a roughneck in Texas. Yeah. But they're funny, like kind of tongue-in-cheek uh, re- reminiscences. And he wrote a whole section on Allsup's. And I just because I knew that you have been Allsup's, I certainly uh, have hit a few. Jameson and I definitely, like... Yeah, we could tell you like which towns had our favorite mm. of the uh, of the fried convenience store food. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, is this true? Allsup's never close, even on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, yeah, yeah. This is so. Yeah, a place that truckers could depend on. Oh, this looks like a place New that Mexico roughnecks right there. could depend on. Be sure to get to my and so my my dad and my brother and I were emailing this and. Uh, Dick mentioned there's apparently there was an Allsup's in Clovis, New Mexico, that was famous for uh, selling drugs through their drive-through window. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can I get the address of that? <clears throat> uh, yeah, there's your chimichanga in a there's bag. There's a picture of the there's the chimichangas and beef and bean burritos. I don't think I ever fried. got them with those bags and those branded bags like yeah, that. Yeah, that does look like next level. That's super that's, cool. That's New World Allsup's. There's like the, the lovely photo of the sun neck. going down over a, over an oil derrick. Well, well, that's 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 it. Uh, I'll let I'll let one magical nation uh, read the, track this down and read it uh, on the Facebook page or on the Instagram uh, if if y'all like. It's a it's a good little read, but a fun walk down memory lane for Matthew and I. Yeah, I have fond memories of these stores for sure. Like. You know, a lot of our family vacations were to New Mexico or Colorado. And so you you start driving out west and there's definitely an all-sip stop in your future. You know, especially when we were younger, there, there wasn't a lot 
going out towards New Mexico. Yeah, there's there's not a lot out there, you know. That's like, one of the things that um, I mean, Lubbock is kind of on the frontier anyway, and then as you go west from there, that, um, that's one of the things Mike Shelman mentions in this in this reminiscence. Uh, he he talks about being in a t- small town like like Wink, Texas, which is where uh, Roy Orbison's from, actually. Uh-huh. But you know these tiny towns. He'd be like, you could tell if you had to meet a tool pusher or something in the morning, you could say 5 a.m. at the Allsup's wink. And you'd know <laughs> yeah. be the, uh, yeah. that would be the landmark that you could be sure to meet, meet I think, somebody in. I think there's one in post, right? I've, there are <clears throat> several, I would say. Yeah. Um, but, but definitely at least one. You know, post is, for those who don't know, as you're, as oh, you're coming. Oh, sorry, not post, level land. Uh, yeah, there's probably just one in post. There's one in post. As you're, as you're coming out of Lubbock. As you're headed to Austin, <laughs> uh, which is a path I've tread, uh, there's there's the one in Post. The, Post is right on the Caprock. One Magical right, Nation, right below the, right down the hill. If you do this drive, it's amazing because uh, if you're coming from Lubbock to Austin, you know you start out in Lubbock on the Caprock where it's yeah. perfectly flat, flat. Yano Estacado, the State Plains, and then right at Post, the Caprock drop drops off. And there's just like a all of a, a sudden cliff. there's arroyos and cliffs and buttes and plats. There's 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 tech, texture to the landscape that just isn't there before. It's a really magical, cool thing to just. Well, you know that that whole section, like right when you go down off the Caprock, and that section that's kind of between there and and say Sweetwater. What's that road? Eighty four. Yeah. Um, I, I get a real bottom of the sea feel yeah, you know absolutely. you can see mounts yeah you, you see images of the bottom of the sea and and this it was an inland sea at one yeah, point yeah sure was <laughs> and uh you can do great do great fossil hunting in those road cuts is that right still to this day i yeah, just find all kinds of limestone fossils hmm. something we did a lot obviously with our mother who's a geologist but uh, i love that area but you, but it's hard it's hard to really enjoy that area without that uh gut rot that you get from one of those chimichangas from all <laughs> it, it, it gives you a special tummy ache <laughs> combined with that fantastic coffee <laughs> is it fantastic no no. I so. no okay yeah um here's the awesomes you know i fear we don't have a poetry corner lined up no, but I can pull one up while you're talking about Audrey McGlinchey. Have you heard the way Audrey McGlinchey says water? No. She's been reporting on the boil water notice that came this week. Uh, Audrey gotcha. McGlinchey is a local NPR reporter. She's she's from Philadelphia, I believe. She's from Pennsylvania. And she says water. in the. She says a number of words kind of funny. You know, like you say... Uh, What's one of those words you say funny? Fecund. Fecund. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the way, this guy, and I tried to look it up. I thought I could pull one of her reports from the interwebs. Listen, the, the, I love, I, I, Audrey, I'm a fan, but the, you've got some regional dialect with the way you say water. It's very fascinating. I can't. I cannot be the only one in town who who has noticed this. She she had a report today that where she said water twenty seven times, and she kind of says it like this: "Water, water." So maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe is that she's a Pennsylvania from, uh, thing? I was gonna say, or or maybe a uh, New Jersey 
border. I definitely associate that with folks from New Jersey. From New Jersey, okay. but that'd be that's probably Pennsylvania also. She, she says a native of Philadelphia. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. She she went to Wesleyan and City University in New York. Listen, she's great. I love her reporting. There I, she, you have she it. did this thing on like her dad one time, and and she's great. She looks cool. But um, her saying "worder" today was, I brought it up on my on my podcast. <laughs> you know, Audrey McGlinchey, If you'd ever like to join us on one magical hour, we'd love to have you talk a little oh, bit about. Yeah, we would pronouncing she'd, things. And she'd be a huge get for communication here. I get. also wanted to mention that uh, Angelo Moore in the brand new step got a great write up. In the I saw that. It super cool. From their Did you show. make it to the show? No, I didn't, I didn't but I had like a crisis that night. Yeah. I, I couldn't get the ice off my windshield. Yeah. No, it was part of it. Hey, um, it was legit icy I, and cold. I tried to get there. I've been forgiven by the band. I'm going to go. They're going to do that again. They're going to play Continental Club and then New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go see them in New Orleans, May 21st. Okay. We could get a Mike Sanders. You should join me. We could do the podcast. We could do like a, we could do a Luke and Andrew style road trip where we go. I've thought thought about like, we should do the podcast in different locations that should become part of the elevator pitch we're an arts and entertainment podcast two of best friends and we talk about <laughs> that and we do the podcast in a different place every time and people are like ah, that's kind of boring i i listen comfort. i listen to this other podcast that's just guys talking about soap being cut up that's really <laughs> kind of my bag <laughs> We missed our calling. Audrey McGlinchey, get at us. We'd love to have you. Anybody get at we us. We can talk about soap or whatever else you might like to talk I love that Mike was talking about. He sat down and he, he penned an email to Luke and Andrew. And he didn't send it. And I was just like, yeah, that happens to us all the time. Get at us. I just, uh, I just sent them an email about the uh, ASMR soap thing. But you sent it, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. the difference between you and our listeners, <laughs> is that you send the emails. I get at people. It's feedback at onemagicalhour.com. It's not like we don't have a, an email. I wonder address. if that email even works anymore. I oh, you're not checking it? Well, that's it. That's what's happening. People are getting at us all the time, and Schaefer's just not checking the email. It goes to my, goes to my inbox. Oh, oh shit, fireballs. I'm pretty sure. I think I said the S word at least three times. This hey, episode. we got to earn that, earn that E rating, earn that E rating somehow. How about? I've got like a million questions for you. Like, what about profanity? Where are we going with that? <laughs> what about profanity? That's me in that recording. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's one of the many questions. The uh, <laughs> they'll never end. In honor of the snow moon, uh, how about a poem by Wallace Stevens called "The Snowman"? I do this podcast with my friend where he asks me like a million questions. <laughs> <laughs> the snowman. One must have a mind of winter to regard the frost and the boughs of the pine trees crusted with snow, and have been cold a long time to behold the junipers shagged with ice the spruces rough 
in the distant glitter of the January sun, and not to think of any misery in the sound of the wind, in the sound of a few leaves, which is the sound of the land full of the same wind that is blowing in the same bare place for the listener who listens in the snow and nothing himself beholds nothing that is not there and the nothing that is. Hear me out. I'm pretty sure that that's about my astral projections when I'm trying to just be somewhere else. I've talked about this before on the podcast. I'm in like an Aspen clade. Uh-huh. Remember there was the whole uh, episode 14, the, the smells of vanilla and snow? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> who is that author? Wallace Stevens. Wallace Stevens, might, yeah. might be my favorite poet of all time. Uh, I, I might be a reincarnation of that guy. I Maybe don't know. So. I that don't know. explain my affection for you. Um. <laughs> my, my unexplainable affection for you. <laughs> <laughs> send me, motherfucker. I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, I love... I love that poem, and I love the winter, and it's a little sad to me. I noticed, uh, I think, the one of the highs next week is going to be at 80. Well, you started reading that poem about winter, and I was looking out across the lawn, feeling like how warm it is. Yeah. <laughs> we just we maybe said goodbye to winter. I mean, it will get cold again, of course, but we're definitely on the other side of it. It was a mild winter. That's good. It was, you know, compared to, I mean, we did get some snow. Yeah, yeah. And since since I moved back to Austin, it just snowed every year. I don't think that did not happen before. Let's talk just a second right here at the end about how crazy that was last year. It was, I think it was like last, last night was the one year anniversary of Uh, the first night of snow. So it's we're we're in I, the exact one year anniversary. I remember us. We recorded a podcast on Saturday, and we were joking about the polar vortex and blah blah blah. And I, I really, I generally take all warnings of snow and ice to be a hoax here in Texas. Uh-uh. You know, it, it gets overblown by meteorologists who want to stay on top of the ratings. That was the craziest thing. That, that was, was legit. so insane. And it was insane because it, it happened and then it kept happening. Oh, kept like it there kept being more storm and snow. And and then there was the whole kerfuffle of me quitting my job. And it was a wild, wild. My life changed. I'm going to tonight. I'm going to go back. I'm going to listen to those two episodes on either side of the polar vortex. Excited. Uh. I, yeah, I'd be. I might that, do the same. That polar vortex killed my. Bill the landlord has this awesome uh, bamboo jungle in our backyard. Hundreds of bamboo plants. And I, I would say 90% of them died. You know, and bamboo, that's oh, a hardy, yeah. hardy grass. Yeah. You know? It doesn't like freezing temperatures. Yeah. But, you know, when it's like, if this is full grown, mature. Bamboo. Yeah, I'd been there a long time, and uh, yeah, it, some of it. Yeah, ninety percent of it died. Some of it came back. It was there were two different species back there, and one of them died entirely. 
And the other one though bounced, kind of bounced right back. Uh, and uh, but I yeah when I this happened again you know we went out I went out and they were all just bent over mm-hmm. supplicant beneath the beneath La- the ice and snow yeah, yeah. Uh. but instead of it being for six days it was just for a few hours so right right well we love each and every one of you please can't, download again can't get enough of you tell your friends about us get at us and tell us about us. I think is our favorite part. Yeah. Send us an email and say something nice like our Chris Hayes, Mike Sammons would do. Miss Ferguson, send us some Ferguson files. How about some questions from Jeff? What was the last time Are we Kat had Are and Jeff listening? I just assume they're not listening anymore. Cat, uh, Jeff, get at us. Either they are or they aren't. <clears throat> That's That should be the the episode title. Cat and Jeff, get at us. <laughs> Cat or <laughs> Jeff, get at us. All right. We love you. We'll see you next time. We'll talk to you next time. And in the meantime, the poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine. Well, evil said stupid. You look like you could use a friend. And stupid says that's great. I ain't never had me one of them. Then stupid said that evil, how does this friendship work? And evil says it's easy, you just stick your head down in the dirt. So stupid dug a hole and stuck his head down in the sand. And evil had free reign to carry out his wicked plans. stupid and he had time to tear the world apart and split the people into tribes he said that war can have a winner and that greed is not a sin and that man can judge another man by the color of his skin and all the while stupid sat while the world burned to the ground thinking gee well ain't it nice to have fun